Hello friends, my name is Dane Miller. And I'm Niles Spain. And we are your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and we turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Simply put, we find questions either online or from our wonderful listeners and we answer them. And this week it's spooky. Not yet. Not yet. Not no, yet. I mean, to be fair. When it comes out. Wait, what? When this episode comes out, it'll be spooky because it'll be October. Oh, yes, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But, but also... <laughs> Sorry. I wasn't intentionally cutting you off, but I did somehow manage to keep cutting you off at the same point. I'm sorry. I don't even remember what I was going to say anymore. The world is spooky? I mean, yes. Yeah, the world is terrifying. Well, but, you... uh, my point was just like, I don't know what my point was. I just figured we had to talk about that it's almost fall and we're getting into the spook season. Did you hear that? Oh, was that? It sounds like fortunes found in foreskins. Uh, what? It's a new game I have for you, Dane. I have three items here that listeners have found in their foreskins, and you're gonna have to try guess any of them. You get three guesses. If you get one, you get in. You get podcast points. Okay. Do I get like a hint, or do I just have to start guessing? I feel like maybe I'll give you a hint as we go on, but I, I want you to to start guessing. So there are three separate foreskins, or yeah. is this one dude's foreskin who's just packed no. to the brim with three separate examples? And this this happened organically, it happened by accident. Someone said a thing, then someone else said a thing, then another person said a thing, and they were like, "Oh wow, we all either know people or have personally found strange things in our foreskins." And they were like, "This should be a segment on the show." And I was like, "Well, now it is." Wait, this is these are people you know. They are listeners of the show. Fantastic. Or, okay. or friends of. You know what? I'm going to start with what I would imagine would be one of the worst things to get. It. I'm going to say a Lego piece. Oh, man, that would be terrible. Right? <laughs> but like, realistically, would that be possible? I feel like if you could get like the the little, you know, the little circle bits or like the really flat ones. No, but I don't mean like possible that like it could get in there. But I mean, possible that it would like be a surprise that you would find it there. I mean, I don't know what people do. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, two of the things are living. One is dead or non-living. Ugh. And that one, I'm sure, if it, <laughs> I'm sure you're in danger of that many days of your life. I guess cat hair. Yes. Oh my god, you get your first podcast point. I mean, yeah, okay, that's fair. Like, I don't even have foreskin, and there is cat hair in my foreskin. <laughs> okay. Uh, now you get to go to the living ones. I don't want to. Um, I'm. I get my first guess would be an ant. Okay, <laughs> close, but no. Do you want to just hit you with them? A spider. No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, go for it. Mosquito. Uh-huh. Just, just, just flew out of there. They pulled it back, and it just and was gone. And then we have a a, a dick tick. A dick tick. Mm-hmm. A tick upon their penis. Oh, I thought you meant there was a specific tick. No, that... it's it it's not specific, but they did have to get treated for Lyme disease. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but it's like, how did they get in there? Uh, the mosquito, no one knows. The tick, they were, I guess, out in nature. And so apparently what happens is they Still. get on you and then they don't just latch. They move towards areas of warmth. 
So like your armpits and like between your legs are usually places that they try and get to. Right. Um, I don't know how the fuck it was just like, yo, I live here now. Yeah, but you're like, oh, how did a Lego get in there? It's like, well, well Legos be doing some ambulate. pretty suspicious things. Legos don't move. Yeah. They're also a lot bigger. And they don't seek warmth. This person just has a hot ass dick. <laughs> I guess. Are you ready? I don't know. Are you going to tell me more terrible things people have found inside their penises? Uh, no, but it is more kind of terrible things. You remember our old attempted murder girlfriend? We got an update. Oh, boy. Well, it's over. I officially broke up with her. I sent a short text. I wasn't mean. Just said it wasn't working out. We should both move on. She was surprisingly very understanding. Emotional first. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'll give you the gist. Uh, yeah, just tell me first. the part where she kicks in the fucking front door with a knife and tries to kill No, her. she was Real. convinced the breakup was best for both of us, talking the phone, etc. Uh, before this conversation, I did a bunch of stuff in case it went wrong. Tried to change my locks, um, changed my passwords, closed a bank account, uh, etc. These are all really good. If you ever feel like you need to do these, you know your relationship is doing well. Right? Etc. Etc. There's a lot of stuff where it's like they're weirdly saying all these terrible things, but then insisting that they're a good person. I'm emotional. It's hard. I think it's the right thing to do. Uh, and then there's some stuff we missed to address some other stuff. I mentioned I was going to report her to her former workplace for how she admitted to abusing the handicapped people and pulling the fire alarm. Holy I decided shit. against it because she's already been fired. I don't want to report her for trying to push me off the cliff either. And a lot of people also wanted me to find the allergic person she gave nuts to and file a report about that, etc., etc. This person is a lunatic. I'm very glad we told them to break up with them. Yeah, I mean, like, those are... It's one thing to be like, oh, my girlfriend does silly things. And the <laughs> other thing to be like, she's actively hurting people and trying to literally kill people. So yeah, we gave the right advice. Well, I'm going to kick off something similar to this. Oh, I mean, no. not really, but like in terms of just, the, you know, the bad relationships. Um, this comes from Reddit user Snoo66492. They say, boyfriend yelled at me, told me to shut up after I confronted him about his OnlyFans account. We've been together for two months and things have been a bit rocky on and off between us, but we always end up resolving things quickly. Anyway, I decided to snoop on my boyfriend's phone a few days ago and saw that he frequently visited OnlyFans. I didn't think much of it at the time because I wasn't really aware of what OnlyFans was. After doing some Googling, I came to the realization that paying women for naked photos on a platform like OnlyFans is both unfair and borderline cheating. I decided to confront him slash text about it while he was busy at work. He told me he deleted it after I brought it up, but I then asked him when the last time he used it was, and he said when I was single. This is clearly not true, since I saw in his internet history that he'd been using it on a daily basis. I got upset that he lied, which led him into trying to justify it by saying he didn't know what my view on it would be and that we were on and off anyway. I continued being upset with him, but he never said or but never said anything disrespectful to him. He then asked, or then he called me at work and tried to apologize. I didn't forgive him yet and decided to bring up the fact that he wasn't spending his money wisely. He often complains about being in debt. Then he started yelling at me and told me to shut up. It's the first time I've ever heard him yell in anger, uh, and I felt hurt by it. He apologized for yelling five minutes later and told me it was because he was super stressed and busy at work. Am I in the wrong for being upset and wanting to break up with him over this? Ooh, there's a lot of things to get into here. Yep. Uh, firstly, if you're rocky and it's only two months in, 
I'm thinking you're not in a great relationship because that's what's known as the honeymoon phase where things yeah. are wildly good for, for very little reason. So when um, I first read this, I thought it was two years. I was yeah. reading it quickly and I thought it said two years. And when I read it now, I was like, oh, Jesus, this makes I, it much worse. The funny thing is, even if it was two years, you'd be like, maybe this isn't working out. But two months, you're like, Jesus Christ, you haven't had time for things to be rocky. If things are rocky, things were never good, right? Because yeah. like Rocky has like a a time associated with it, right? It's like, oh, it's been go- ongoing, not just like yesterday sucked. Yeah, I mean, like if imagine you're on a flight and turbulence was just the entire fucking time. <laughs> yeah, it like, like, was. That sounds like a bad plane, my dude. Not, not turbulence. <laughs> that's a great analogy. Uh, so that's that's one thing. Secondly, okay, OnlyFans. I could see why you would be upset with it, but like realistically, it's not borderline cheat. Like I don't know, it's weird because it's it's very clearly a professional thing, not a personal thing. Like these people, these OnlyFans models, unless it's his bud, are not interacting with him in a genuine way. It's just porn. Yeah. However, I can understand being uncomfortable about it. I guess you know what I mean. Some people are uncomfortable with porn. But like you have to realize that's mostly a you thing in a certain sense as well. I brought this in because I also I like I'm not entirely sure how I feel about roles of things like OnlyFans mm-hmm. in relationships and like what really the boundaries of that are. I think it's definitely something you need to talk about and will like it'll vary from relationship to relationship. But like I think I would I would rule closer on her side of things of it being because it's not as faceless as it is porn. Like when no, you totally. watch porn, it's, you know, they're independently doing things, but like if you're on OnlyFans, there is some level of interaction uh, mm. with, with you know, consumer and and model. Yeah, and that's the whole point of it, right? Like that's how it's marketed as. It's like it's, you know, I I watched this actual like documentary thing on it recently that was like really interesting and basically I think one of the taglines they gave it was like the girlfriend experience where it's like, you're not just, it's not, as you said, like this kind of like faceless or, you know, just like remote thing. That's just kind of out there. It's like tailored towards you. It's like got that personal touch and it's, you know, whatever. So I definitely a hundred percent agree. It is worlds closer uh, to kind of like an actual like cheating relationship because there is this kind of back and forth and there is more of a personal, personal connection, all that at the same time, though, I do think like these people are still professionals and workers. They're like, yeah, they're probably not crossing the line either. So it's like if there are those feelings, they're also still fake. You know what I mean? So like I, I sit firmly in the middle between her being like, it's cheating and someone who just be like, oh, it's porn because it is this like kind of gray area in between where like, yes, you might feel more connection, but I don't think there is necessarily more connection, you know? Um, yeah. But whatever, like if you are uncomfortable with that, that is fine. I do think it's a little strange to be coming in hot and heavy again two months in and making all these demands. But also when they're at fucking work, that's not the time to do it. Yeah, I mean, like the the like laundry list of red flags here, like we we've do we've been doing what the, the Tinder red flags mm-hmm. for however long. And like this is, you know, someone has unfurled sort of, you know, those uh the ones that they put out in like football games where like the whole side of the fucking stadium has an American flag. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's the size of this fl- red flag right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because like nothing here sounds good. No, nothing like, is good. 
There is, um, so I will give a little bit of context in the, uh, in the comments, the question asked her mentioned that the only reason she was snooping on his phone was oh. because when they first started dating, um, he would like angle his phone when he would look at Snapchats from his female roommate. The- okay. Uh, and it's like, okay, cool. Like that doesn't make anything better. Um, we've talked about it before. I think like very blatantly, like you don't trust this dude mm-hmm. and you know, arguably you have some reasons why you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if you don't trust someone, it doesn't still give you right to like invade their personal yeah, like, property. Like, I, I don't know. He lies about it, which isn't great. Um, but then again, it's like, like, so that's not great, but she's like harassing him at work, which isn't great. He calls her to apologize, which seems decent, I guess, if it's genuine. But then she starts like harassing him about money and like just twisting the issue. She pretends to take the apology, but then needles him that way. But at the same time, you can't really complain about money issues when you're burning through what I assume is a decent amount of money on OnlyFans. I don't know what it costs. Um, I don't think it's cheap. I would imagine it isn't. I don't think any porn is really cheap. Um, It's also just like you don't need to pay for porn. So it's like you're not great with money if you're doing that and then complaining about money. Um, So, like, I can see parts of each side of the argument, but then they just keep smothering them in red flags and being an asshole. And it's like if someone's calling you at work and giving you shit, it's like, yeah, you might tell them to shut up. I don't know. You're also probably stressed because you're at work. You're trying to get back to work and people are probably like, why is he on the phone? And then you're being yelled at. Yeah, it's like everything here indicates like you guys are not right for each other. And I don't even know if like you guys sound like you should be in a place to be dating anyone, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, like she sounds like she's riddled with trust issues, which, Mm -hmm. you know, fine. Most of us are. But that's something that you kind of got to work out sort of on your own before you do what you're doing in this relationship. And two, this guy doesn't really seem like he wants to be in a relationship. If he's getting, you know, sus, you know, suspicious Snapchats <laughs> from his female roommate and is on OnlyFans. Like it sounds like this dude is is very happy to be playing the field. Um and like if his de- like his defense was, "Well, we're on and off." Like how is that how is that a defense that you're going to accept? in order to like keep your relationship together. Cause like, couldn't that be used in everything? Like every case just being like, well, we're on and off. Well, honestly, if they were on and off, like if they weren't like actually together, like then the whole cheating aspect of this OnlyFans is reduced even further. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's also, that's less reason to be upset about it. Like, I feel like if this were a more reasonable situation, you could talk to him and be like, Hey, look, you know, presumably he thinks it's only porn, right? And if you talk to him and you're like, yes, I understand that you think that. However, this is how I feel. And you guys came to a reasonable solution where like, you know, maybe he stopped or, you know, looked at other porn that isn't quite as like intimate or whatever. That would probably be the advice I would give to another situation. This situation has so much other shit. That I just feel like you guys need to break up and reevaluate general things about your life. Yeah, 100%. You know? I, I Like this, this relationship is not healthy. There's like, there doesn't seem to be any sort of redeeming qualities of it or, and, and like, it also doesn't seem to bring out the best in either of you. No. And like, like it, it seems to just like, you're both just throwing gasoline on each other's insecurities or, you know, what you lack in sort of maturity. Yeah. And all of this would suck anyway, 
but it's two months in. Like, yeah. just go. It's only going to be harder to leave, you know, the more you stay. Like you said, this is supposed to be the fun part. <laughs> this is meant to be the best part, arguably, like the honeymoon phase. Like, it's you should be willfully unaware of people's like issues. You know what I mean? Like, you should still be able to hide the worst of yourself. And if you're doing that, dear God. Yeah. Exactly. Next, you'll be trying to push each other off cliffs. Sneaking Lego into each other's foreskins. Yeah, Jesus. All right. I mean, like that's. I think that is the the best advice we can give is get out and maybe do some self reflecting and figure out what you need in a relationship and not settle for anything less. This is by T A Cause No Shit. Friend showed me his dick, and I'm annoyed. <laughs> you know, I feel this. I every time you fucking show me your dick, you know how annoying it is. Wow. Like fucking tell the whole truth. Why don't you? Well, you know, it's like I'm trying to work and you're just like, hey, look at this. I'm like, yes, no, I've seen it. I thought you wanted a distraction. <laughs> Let me finish my fucking Minecraft castle. So my favorite thing about this question is they don't spell out dick. They'd go D and then stars, but they go D and then four stars. Oh. So is it dicks? Dicks? Maybe he has multiple. Maybe it's Maybe- like dick. Is that why he's annoyed? Be like, yeah, I get it, dude. You're like fucking Tails from Sonic. It is by a girl. Just a heads up. Okay. Pretty dumb situation. But here's the thing. I, female, have a friend, male, who is insecure and depressive. One of his main sources of insecurity is the thought of his penis not being big enough. A few years ago, a girl he slept with made some comment about being too small, and it really stuck with him. Months ago, he asked me to give him an honest opinion, and God knows why I agreed. Sigh. It wasn't anything sexual, though. He just sent me a picture, and I got to the conclusion that even though it was slightly smaller than the average, it's not the micro penis he was thinking it was. It was fine. I'm not into huge T's anyway. I cheered him up about it, and he got super excited. Recently, he started losing some weight, and his confidence started to grow, which is great because I know how depressive and self-destructive he can be sometimes. Turns out he was happy because he felt like losing fat was making his penis look bigger. Can I send you a picture so you can see its improvement? Sure, why not? He got me on a good day. There it was. I wasn't super excited about making thriving comments about it. I just sent him a nice thumbs up text. Now annoying. <laughs> I hate to tell you, man, like if someone said that to me after showing them my penis, I think that would put me in a depressive spiral. Are you ready? He is now annoying the hell out of me, sending me sad emojis and saying, just nice. Just nice isn't enough. (laughs) How do I deal with the situation? I don't want to ruin his confidence, but I didn't think he would be expecting an entire ode to his penis. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of like, that's the baseline you got to go with. Be like, look, man, I'm not sort of your penis's cheerleader. I've already told you, you know, you got the goods. I'm not going to be here to reaffirm your, you know, penis insecurity all the time. You're fine. Move on. Keep rocking this confidence. Keep working out. If you're if you're proud of it, you're proud of it. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Even if it was a micro penis and him losing the weight and he was like, hell yeah, there it is. Let's go. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter about the actual physical size of the penis. If if that was what was causing the mental anguish and you're in, and he's now doing something about it and feeling better about it, whether it's losing the weight or your initial comment, like that's what needs to kind of be focused on. Not a constant like, you know monthly update of you sort of you know validating him and and i think you need to have that conversation to be like look i'm glad you value my opinion 
I've already given it to you and it's not going to change. Like, I don't think there's anything that you're going to do to your dick that is going to sort of like change my initial reaction, which was, if I have to remind you positive, like, yeah, like his dick didn't get smaller. So it's like at, at the very worst, it's the same, which was positive. Yeah. It's like, what more? Like it, like fuck off. I feel like she's gone above and beyond already. Oh, hundred percent. Like she's like ready. she's a great friend. Yeah, but you've already like really put yourself out there. It's like if you're not sexually interested in someone, especially as a girl who I'm sure has been sent many unwanted dick pics. It's like y- you've already really done this person solid, you know. And like you never were ever required to do that, but you did a, a cool thing. You helped his confidence. Great friend. This is awesome. And like your obligation is is over and done with, you know. And I feel like you're totally right. You need to talk to him and be like, hey, look, like, one, it was nice and a thumbs up was definitely not bad, firstly. So, like, don't then turn this into a thing where it's like, you know, I'm saying something positive and you're saying, like, it's not positive enough, you know. And just be like, look, I honestly, I did this once to help you. I don't really want to be your constant, like, dick reviewer. Um, So, like... I've said what I said. Yeah, again, it's not going to change for the worse unless you do something crazy. Um, you know, it's it's good. You're great. Like, can we not? Can you not send me your dick anymore? Because yeah. what if what if this is some kind of sly like? Oh, I just want to send you my dick. Wink. Yeah, I mean, like, thankfully, this dude is seemingly like apparently he's asked both times, which I can appreciate. Thankfully, he's not just like she opened the floodgates and now he thinks she is you know, open for, for dick pics. That's fair. Um, so like that was what I thought was going to happen, where it's just going to be like a torrent of dicks just being like, what about this angle? How about this? Should I send this to her kind of thing? Um, so thankfully he's seems to still understand that like he needs to get consent before he sends her a picture of his dick. So, you know, small victories. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, it's sad that we have to be like, well, it's great that he asked before. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, you you definitely need to have a conversation with him. And look, it, it seems like you're a great friend and it seems like you're a good person and you have his mental health, you know, in best interest in, in heart. So I think you need to be careful and strategic in the way you word it and approach it. But I think you do absolutely need to have the conversation and being like, hey, your dick is fine. You know it now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you, you've embraced it and you've become more confident. And I think that kind of is what you need to focus on. You need to be like, I've noticed since we've had that talk and you've been more confident, you're working out and you're looking great. Mm-hmm. Ride that. Like, st- don't let this insecurity creep back in on you. Like be stronger than that. And, and keep rocking this, this confidence that you found because everything else, anything that like may sneak up because of this is in your own head and you're mm-hmm. making it up. Like, you need to know that going forward, that, like, no matter what you do at this point, your dick isn't going to be worse. And yeah. you're, you know what I mean? Like, you you have what you have, and, you've, and you've, you're proud of it. Or at least you were. So, like, don't, don't let that slide away. And, you know what I mean? Like, save this text message if you need to remind yourself of it. Uh, and let him sort of, like, do his own work. Because, again, you're not his therapist. And, like, you know, you're not his dick reviewer. Um, so do what you can and then sort of leave it at that and be like, I, from this point on, I don't want to see your dick anymore. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) 
I like how you said that, like you were signing off from like a speech on, you know. <laughs> and uh, in closing, I do not want to see your dick anymore. Uh, thank you and good night. Yeah. Uh, yep, yeah, 100%. I think you nailed it. Uh, there's definitely no harm in, in reinforcing the positive message for the last time. And then just being like, I, you know, I, I don't want to see your dick. You know, not for any reason other than that I'm your friend. And, you know, I... <laughs> I already did my due diligence. I'm great. I did my thing. obligation over. Yeah, right. I think I think trying to shift like the, the focus of the, the the insecurity on the dick to the confidence of like everything else he's doing. I think that is the key to success here. Mm-hmm. All right, hit me, Dan. I mean, this kind of ties into our honeymoon phase. Um, this comes from Reddit user Icy Baby ENTJ. Uh, the title is just question for guys. Um, if the girl you are dating was romantic with you for the first few years of dating, then it dissipates afterwards, turning into a smooth sailing feeling of companionship. Do you think she loves you less than when she did when you were a fresh couple? I'm asking this because I felt like this way with my boyfriend, and I feel guilty that I don't feel the same way I did for him when I first met him. I didn't want to mismatch the level of what he feels about me and what I feel about him. Do you value continuous romantic feelings or do you value the commitment and companionship beyond romance? I think most girls break up with their boyfriends when they don't feel romance anymore. And I wonder if that's a justifiable thing to do. This one's weird because I want to know what they mean specifically. It's a lot of vague terms, just like romantic, whatever. And just like, you know, like, is it just that they aren't like, oh my God, baby, like, mm," and like all over each other and like buying each other fucking roses every few day or whatever. Or have you literally started to see your partner as a friend and aren't romantically attracted to them? Yeah, yes. Like, um, I, it's kind of hard to tell what they mean, like, specifically. For the sake of this question, and for the sake of the discussion, let's argue, or let's, like, say that it's the the first thing where it's, like, it's not over the top. Like, they're out of the honeymoon phase, sort of. Okay. You know what I mean? So they've got into, like, more routine stuff. It's it's less about, like, grand gestures of romance and more about, like, consistency. Comfort. Yeah. And, and that's so, the thing. I think, like, a lot of times your relationship just becomes comfortable, and there's... That's arguably what you want. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of great. You know, Um, I definitely don't think that's a a bad thing. You know, again, like if you're still enjoying the relationship and your partner is still enjoying the relationship and like you guys have settled into like a good rhythm and you're just like there for each other and every like that, that's all good. You know, if it's gone the opposite way and it's just like complacency and lack of effort and like, you know coldness almost you know what i mean or like casualness Mm -hmm. with regards to each other then i think that's a problem but like i feel like this question is that the uh the question writer is worried that her boyfriend will perceive the comfort that she doesn't seem to have a problem with as her being less into the relationship and i would assume that well one you could always like you know just check in like you probably know if they're upset or hopefully they would bring it up to you if you guys communicate well but uh i'm gonna guess no yeah i mean like there's no harm in having it's like a man and i have these conversations all the time where it's just sort of like like are you getting everything you need kind of thing you know what i mean it's like is there anything missing like um there's no harm in having these chats you know what i mean and i think they're they're essential especially as you you know progress in time in a relationship because people change and like what you want changes and what you need changes you can't expect sort of everyone to have the same sort of hierarchy of needs from when you first start dating to you know two years in three years in four years in five years in 
Because like I, I'm telling you right now, if you've been with someone for 10 years, I highly doubt, you know, sex is at the top of the list, as most people usually put it when you first start dating someone. Mm-hmm. You put it in a, a great way. It's like, is is it complacency? Are you just sort of like going through the motions? Because if that's the case, then yeah, th- there might be a problem. But if you're just comfortable and you guys are still enjoying it and, you know, everything that you want, all your needs are still being met and you're happy, then that's that's great. Like, that's kind of like what we want in life. And I think Hollywood and like media has sort of like brainwashed us into thinking that if like, if it isn't like this fiery, over the top passion romance thing mm-hmm. all the time, 24 seven, it's that's not sustainable. And it's not realistic. No, also, that'd be exhausting. <laughs> yeah, it sounds terrible. Like, I'm very, very happy to value the friendship and the romance in a in a partnership more than I am to like, I don't need the big grand romantic gestures after a couple of years. You know what I mean? I don't because like, presumably, that you've won me over. I'm still here. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like those in the movies and even in real life in a certain sense, it's like those are the like, hey, pick me. Like, look at me. I'm a viable partner. Like this romance with me is storybook, blah, blah, blah. It's like. You guys already know where your romance is at. You know what your relationship is, and hopefully it's great. And if it's so great that you guys are so comfortable with each other that you don't need to perform it all the time, then that's that's awesome, you know? What Dane said about checking in is great. And, like, if you're happy, it's probably a good thing. If you're unhappy, then you got to look at why. And if the reason why is that maybe you've fallen out of love and that's why you're not doing those things, then, yeah, you got to reconsider. But if you're comfortable... There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and if it's one thing where you kind of like feel like, you know, maybe the romantic energy is is sort of dwindling, then plan a date night. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, the, there's no harm in in doing something that used to be important in your life and bringing it back. Like having a nice candlelit dinner, even like at home. You know what I mean? And watching one of your favorite movies or or picking a new movie or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like something as simple as that, like cuddling up on the couch, putting your phones aside. And just spending some quality time together is is a great way to sort of like rekindle just that feeling of togetherness. Yeah, like one date night can do wonders, like a little dinner at home. Anything that you kind of like put the time and effort into can be great. So yeah, I just I feel like there's absolutely nothing wrong with, you know, the big romance kind of like fading in a sense once the feelings and the care and the compassion is still there. Exactly. My 29-year-old male wife, 29-year-old female, is trying to push me into sleeping with her friend, 27-year-old female. I'm not sure why, and I'm not sure if I should do it. My wife of three years, 10 years together, and have what I think is a solid marriage and sex life. A long time ago, she asked if there were any of our mutual friends I was attracted to. I told her I only had eyes for her. She said she was serious and wants to know names. I refused to answer. She kept trying to get me to tell her, and eventually I broke and said a name. She then asked if I would sleep with her. I told her, of course not. She didn't ask if I would if we weren't married. I still said no. She said I was lying and kept pushing me to answer otherwise. I gave up and said if I wasn't in love with her, I'd sleep with her friend. And that was the end of the conversation. Over the last few months, the friend keeps coming up in conversation. She specifically keeps comparing herself to her. She'll make a comment on how said friend has a better butt than her or is more well endowed than her. I always tell her she's better looking, but she won't believe me. I get the feeling she's very upset that I said that and is now jealous of her friend because she caught my attention. Then three weeks ago, my wife offered to get me and her friend together. I was taken aback and asked her what she was talking about. 
Jin said she knew I wanted to sleep with her and that I thought she was better looking than her and she would understand and wouldn't care if we slept together once. I told her she was speaking crazy and I wasn't into her friend. Shin says not going to hurt her feelings if I am and that she really thinks I should accept her offer. I told her no and she asked me again. I again said no. I asked why she wants this. She said it wasn't a weird fetish. She just wants me to be satisfied. I told her I couldn't sleep with another woman. She's been asking me to do this for a while now and eventually even said she asked a friend and they're open. What bothers me is that she told her friend about this. She really wants me to do this for an odd reason and isn't letting it go. I'm tempted to do it just so I don't have to hear it again. But I really don't want to sleep with anyone other than my wife. But apparently she's all for me banging a friend she's jealous of. This is a strange situation. I'm really at a loss. Can anyone tell me why she's like this or what I should do? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> I mean, the fact where he's like, oh, I feel like I should just do it to get it. It's like, <laughs> did you not? notice the trend and how this has just gotten worse is literally you being asked and hounded by her to do something and then you finally cave and do it and then it gets fucking worse <laughs> that's my favorite part of the whole thing because one it's like <laughs> there's we all know that it's never gonna work out well but two it's like is he just like i'm tempted to do it i mean just so i don't have to hear it again <laughs> Yeah, it's like this will definitely never be brought up again. Yeah, like when like, she, when she asked you who you thought was attractive, and then continued to bring her up again until she's now trying to get you to fuck her. It's like, yeah, how do you how do you think this is going to end, my dude? Yeah, this has been going on for literal months, and it started with an innocent question, turned into like a weird obsession, and like now a, a sex pact. It's such a shitty thing to do to someone. You know what I mean? Like it's not like he was hinting at it. It's not like he was like, Oh, we, we were out with this friend and you know, maybe I got a little drunk and a little flirty and now my wife is suspicious. It wasn't Mm -hmm. anything like that. It was literally her out of nowhere being like, Hey, who do you think is attractive out of my friend group? And then not fucking giving it a break until you chose a fucking person. Yeah. Like you were basically bullied into saying something and now bullied because you said something. Yeah, and now you're getting, like, forced into, uh, like, don't have sex with someone you don't want to have sex with. Well, yeah, first of all, never do that. Like, we're all capable of finding people attractive and not wanting to pursue a sexual relationship with them. You know what I mean? It's like, I've worked in bars my entire life, which is filled with attractive women. Mm -hmm. I'm very capable of being like, ah, that's, she's a babe, and never pursuing anything with them or Mm -hmm. wanting to fuck them. Like, it's... It's not a hard thing to do as a human being to separate those two urges. Yeah. And that's like, even when I wasn't in a relationship, you know what I mean? Like you're still, you're like, you're in charge of that sort of, that sort of thought process. Yeah. This is just a trap. Like no part of this is genuine and no part of this is going to go well. Do not engage. Yeah, I think you need to like sit down with your wife and definitely have a conversation about being like, why are you so fixated on this? Like Mm -hmm. I have I didn't bring this up like this was all of your own sort of design. So what is what is the real issue here? Yeah, I'm Um, going to assume it is either one of two things. The more obvious I would assume is insecurity or like, yeah. It's just like this, it's this weird, like preventative insecurity where it's like she's projecting it. So like she, it's weird. Like I, I, just, she's trying to get in this situation to almost like 
prove her insecurity right or get you to prove it wrong, but then won't let you. Um, And it's just this like hole she's dug and can't get out of, or she has cheated on you and is trying to make it okay for her to have done that. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, like maybe she has like a huge crush on one of your friends. Oh, yes. And she's trying to fucking be like, well, you slept with Claire, so I get to rail Pimento. (laughs) Yeah, the two classic names. Claire and Pimento. Uh, but yeah, it's like, I'd like, I don't necessarily think it might be a gambit like for her to fuck your friend, but maybe to like justify the guilt that she has about it. Or a gambit to fuck your friend. Or maybe she wants to fuck one of your friends. You have a really, really hot friend. Named Pimento. Named Pimento. Firstly, do not fuck this person. One, because you do not want to. And two, because it will destroy everything. Yeah, you need to like lay down the law here. You need to be like, I don't want to have sex with your friend. I don't want to talk about your friend anymore. And that is the end. Like, we're not having this discussion again. How about you message the friend? Like, I would love to know when she said the friend, like, have you ever heard from the friend? Or is she just saying that the friend said this? Because part of me wonders that the friend has never been consulted on this. And that's also part of the trap. But if you have actually seen the text or know that this whole, my friend is actually okay with it is real then maybe talk to the friend and be like hey uh sorry i'm not gonna sleep with you and then yeah, i would i would definitely like, maybe pussyfoot around the well like that's the, that's what i'm saying like if she 100 percent has agreed and like you know she's part of this then talk to her and just be like hey sorry i'm not gonna sleep with you like i'm not in, like you know be polite or whatever but like if then the wife is like well why don't you it's like i've already talked to her and we're not gonna do it that's like you're removing the possibility it's not just between you and your wife anymore it's like you've already shut it down yeah. Yeah. So that could be could be like a good way to like, you know, at least like stop this like incessant barrel forward enough to maybe talk about it. And yeah. if you're not sure whether this friend has been consulted, maybe don't because that could just make the situation more awkward and weird. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is like maybe reaching out to the friend being like, hey, my wife has been acting strange and I'm a bit worried. Has she talked to you about anything? Yeah. Um, depending on how close you and the friends all are. Mm-hmm. Um and try to like maybe like because maybe this stems from something else like maybe she kind of knows that like this friend is the babe of the group and uh, would be the obvious choice for you to pick mm-hmm. you know what I mean and like for whatever reason her, like her and the wife have had some tension I don't know because uh, yeah like if, if the wife finds out you've been talking to this friend quote unquote behind her back it could end poorly but at the same time, like I think this ends poorly regardless of what happens. I think I, if there's if there's an avenue to shut it down with the friend in a non-escalating things or being weird situation, do that. And then talk to your wife. And if not, just talk to your wife. Because you need to like sit her down. Don't let her weasel out. Don't let her, you know, fucking bully you into saying more incriminating shit. Um, does she work for like the secret service she just like make people say things and then she's like what you're going to jail now and they're like what i didn't even do that it's like then why'd you say it you told me to you tortured me you've pulled out my fingernails yeah when she's asking you these questions is she also dumping buckets of water over your face with yeah (laughs) like is she waterboarding you while this happens but you need to talk to her and you need to not let her avoid it you yeah, need, you need to you like, need to make your bullet points of like what you need to say and mm-hmm. stick to those and not get distracted and not get fucking, you know, sort Bullied. of mind controlled into <laughs> revealing more information about your, you know, secret sexual desires. 
Or maybe he should go the opposite route and pull a little something out of one of our old episodes and say he wants to fuck her mom. Yeah. Be like, you know what? Actually, I've changed my mind. Be like, I I actually think this person's more attractive. Just keep fucking cycling through her friends until she's literally contacted every one of her friends about fucking you. <laughs> and then fuck all of them. And then live this like amazing dream life that you have in which you can fuck your wife's hot friends one by one. You have a hot wife friend harem. Yeah. Or f- wife's hot friend harem. But yeah, in short. Talk to her, figure out where this is coming from, and don't let yourself be bullied into leaving the issue to fester. You literally need to, like, say the phrase, this is the last we're going to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it again. <laughs> and any time that she brings it up, just be like, we're not talking about this. And, and like, either change the subject or move on. That was a real dad voice. Like, we are not talking about this. The last we're talking about this. You sound like yeah. a dad. And I Hell love yeah. it. Dad Miller. All right. Do we have time for another one? Yeah, we could do a quick one because I think my my last question will be a quick one. This comes from Reddit user historical situation Four. Oh, why don't women just say that they don't like you? (laughs) When I spoke to women, either at bars slash clubs, I would often find that if they don't like me, they would try to find all these paper thin excuses to just stop talking to me. Why don't they ever say that they're not or plain just unattracted to me or not interested? Why say you have a boyfriend and dance with two different guys in the same night? I know my example is pre-COVID. Why just look (laughs) at your phone when he's trying to talk to you? He will just stick around and keep being creepy because he's waiting for an answer. Stop trying to act like you have an appointment early in the morning or you just met someone you haven't seen in forever or this or that. The man is just going to want your phone number because he thinks you might like him and you haven't told him otherwise. It is super confusing, a waste of time, and it's not good for anyone. Also, women complain of men not leaving them alone, but they won't tell the man just to leave them alone. Just say you don't like him. Just tell him the truth. Maybe tell him what features you do don't like about him so he can prove himself. I feel like you don't tell him you don't like him. He's just going to keep wondering. Someone please enlighten me. Is this from seduction? It's not, actually. This dude, like the lines? You see the lines? Read fucking between them, dude. I like how he he concisely lists all these ways you can hint at someone that you don't like them, which he clearly knows means that they don't like him because he's saying, why didn't they just tell me instead of showing me these ways? So like he knows he's just refusing to to take that as an answer until they force feed it to him. And guess what, bud? Why do people not do that? Have you seen the amount of fucking stories there are of women being attacked or assaulted or at the very least just like, you know, fucking yelled at or like, you know verbally harassed for saying no and be called lesbians or being called like i didn't like you anyway or fuck you or stabbed or you know you're ugly anyway slut (laughs) yeah like okay cool this is the dumbest fucking question i hope it's some sort of bad parody yeah it's like it's so mind-boggling but like this is in a nutshell like why we made this fucking podcast because there are people out there who think that it is women's responsibilities to handhold them and like i'm sorry give them a list of things that they don't like oh about yeah you the so itemized review them? the itemized review is is my best my fucking favorite part of this almost where it's just like like what when has a person ever turned to a person and been like okay well i give that nose like four out of five um you're really gonna need to you know Maybe fix it, like center it a little bit. Uh, those eyes, yeah, eight, I guess. But, you know, uh, no, no one's ever going to do that. Yeah. Like, 
you want people to be fucking like concise out of like, I guess, politeness and tell mm-hmm. you that like they're not interested. But then you want them to like give you a fucking honest review of why they're not attracted to you. Nobody wants that. You know yeah. what I'd rather? I would rather have be like, hey, how's your night going? And someone's like, fine. And then looks at their phone. I'd be like, cool. Have a good night. <laughs> Just rather than be like, hey, here's the things I don't like about you. Yeah, it's like, hey, you know what? Oh, you don't like me. No, wait, wait. Let me judge every part of you before you leave. No, Hold on. I'm not done with you. <laughs> you know what? Maybe if if we could get like women, every woman on board with that. And that was that sort would of be like, powerful. like, that's the thing. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's not rejection anymore. It is a brutal takedown of an itemized list of everything that you don't have going for you. Hey, baby girl, I like that smile. I don't like your smile. I don't like your eyes. I don't like your ears. I don't like your general scent. Not great. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, you don't get to leave. Oh, no, no, no. Come back here. Hold him down. <laughs> like, yeah, every, like, just like every bar has panels in which men have to stand on. And if you want to approach a woman, you have to stand on the panel. And these like steel not, boots close yeah. over your feet. You can't get <laughs> away. Exactly. If you're not, if they're not interested, they hit their button and you get clamped in for the most savage review of your very essence. That would be great. Um, but this, this fucker is the exact kind of person who would be like, why are women so rude? I went to talk to one and he, she said she wasn't interested in me. What a piece of shit. Like, why can't they just be like men and be nice? Like, yeah. how, how do they know they're not interested in me if they barely talk to me? It's yeah. like, uh. This woman gave me a review, an itemized review of all my body parts. I found that offensive. Why can't they, you know, like, uh, just get the fucking picture, you fucking dirtbag. There is inherent, like, threat when a man comes up and talks to you, unfortunately. Because just the simple like history, it's called a historical event, right? Is that the person's name? Yeah, yeah, I know. I love that too. Well, it's a historical situation. Well, historically, men fucking suck. So you can understand or you should be able to understand why women can be hesitant to maybe set off the the bigger person in front of them when history has shown that they are more often than not unable to deal with rejection. Um, yeah. Someone mentioned that in the comments and he was like, well, if he said anything to or if he like hit anyone or if they ever like physically assault them, they'll just go to jail. And if they yell at them, they'll get kicked out of the club. I'm like, what are you talking about? That is not how this works, my dude. No, but also it's like I don't necessarily care if someone's going to go to jail after beating the shit out of me, because guess what? I'm going to get the shit kicked out of me. If I could ignore them and they leave eventually, that's better. And hey, here's here's the thing, my dude. You remember the whole, yeah, but what was she wearing? You, know, you remember that whole fucking rhetoric? Because that's what men have been using to do terrible things to women for decades. I also love how he was like, says she has a boyfriend, then dances with two different guys. And it's like, okay, well, one. I, oh, and then he says like, oh, it's pre-COVID. As if that's the issue with that fucking statement. You can dance with people when you have a boyfriend. They could be friends yeah. of hers. One could have been the boyfriend. You don't fucking know. Also. Yep. Oh, I want to find this person and slap them in real life. <laughs> I want to find this person and give them an itemized list of everything I don't like about them. Well, this is the number one list. Like, your fucking brain sucks because you can't understand simple <laughs> situations. Like, this isn't rocket science at all. Like, there are number n- one, your brain sucks. <laughs> your brain is stupid. Um, like, th- you, you don't even have to, like, 
imagine these scenarios. Like you don't even use you need to use the brain power to suppose what might happen. There are examples for it written on every single fucking newspaper on everybody's fucking Facebook page. Just like anywhere. You could even just go to a bar and just stand there for an hour and you'll see it happen. I mean, I think we all agree his brain sucks. His brain does suck. Um, yeah, like no one is like, look, you can obviously read between these lines. So to do it, do yourself a favor. It's like lingering, hanging around. I also love how he d- details all the shitty things he does where he's like, I'll linger because they haven't said the magic words. Like, I'll harass them. I just won't go. It's like, you wonder why they don't like you, man. I know he was like, oh, well, guys will just be quote unquote creepy if they're not yeah. told. It's like you don't have to like that's it's not the binary option of like women have to expressly tell you whether or not they're interested to you and or you have to become creepy and just linger like those aren't the only two options. You could pick up the subtext of them not being interested and move on. What if he got cursed by a witch and literally when he's talking to someone, they have to either expressly say they don't like him or review all of his features or else he just magically has to become creepy. It's that time of year. Spite witch might be at it again. Dude, come on. Cop on. You're smart enough because everyone in the world is smart enough to be able to understand this basic fucking situation. If you start to give even half of a shit women are going to care about you so much more. You know what's going to like make someone's opinion of you get a lot higher? If you go up to someone, granted, hopefully you're not being a fucking idiot, but you probably are because your brain sucks. But like, <laughs> if you go up and you try to like chat up a lady and they don't seem interested and you're just like, all right, hey, cool, have a good night. That right there is probably going to improve their opinion of you. It might not make them attracted to you still, but mm-hmm. that's fine because, hey, guess what? The general you know air of not being a fucking weirdo because like i'm telling you right now if you've cornered a woman and you're just sort of lingering while she tries to ignore you every woman is taking note of that in that bar yeah you have become a glowing red flag like everyone knows what you're up to and everyone knows that you're not chill about it Mm -hmm. like this is the thing that women have to be hyper aware of when they're out and it's not secret you know what i mean it's not subtle Women are noting across the board. Everyone in there knows what you're up to and knows your fucking shit. Yeah, and everyone's going to avoid you for the rest of your fucking night. And hey, maybe one of those people might have liked you if you were, you know, chill and your brain didn't suck. But yeah, no one's no one's spidey senses are going off. If you go up and talk to someone for 30 seconds, you get the, you know, the read on them that they're not interested in you. And you're just like, all right, have a good night. You cheers them and walk off. Like, I have talked to many people who clearly were not interested in me at all and probably thought I was being really creepy And I was like, okay, whatever, and leave. And like later on in the night, I have had people become my friend. You know what I mean? Maybe just for the night, maybe something where we're still friends today or even just friendly. Or they've actually been like, oh, you're that guy from earlier. And like we've ended up hooking up like it it can happen. But guess what? You just need to not be shit. Yeah, let's end it. You got some tenders for us? Oh, you know I do. So every week we've uh, we've started getting Tinder sent in to us, either uh, from listeners or ones we find in the wild, um, and we we review their profiles for red flags. I'm gonna hit you with some some quick ones, and then we're getting into some more detailed ones. Okay. Uh, this is a snippet from Hinge. It's a girl's profile. My love language is dick. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Uh, biggest risk I've taken, leaving my day job to guzzle vagina. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is this all the same person? Uh, no, these are, these are different. 
I found a compilation of women with powerful hinge energy. And these are three I taken from that compilation. So uh, what's the love language dick rating? 10. 10. Okay. Guzzle vagina rating. I'm going to say eight only because it's It's giving me, it's giving me PTSD of the woman last week who Who had too much liquid. Yeah. The eight ounces of liquid in her vagina. Uh, And then this is my dress and my arms and my face and my torso. Only two people in the world have ever seen my feet and both of them are dead. Two thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) I assume it's just a picture of all those things. It's, it's her with a, in a dress with a shot from the knee up. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's a 10 for me. Yeah, that's 10 for sure. Uh, now we're going to go into some longer format shit. Okay. Uh, this is Tinder. This is from Marcus. Uh, he's in Wichita. Sitting in Sedgwick County Jail right now, but I'm finna touch down soon. My little bro running this for me, but write me. And then they have his address so you can write him in jail. It's hella dead in this motherfucker. Nice. And then in his bio, he has a picture of the various charges he's been arrested for, which include fugitive from justice, first degree murder and commission of a felony uh, twice, aggravated robbery twice, and state parole violation. I think the fugitive of justice is the scariest one there. I'm sorry, first degree murder and commission of a felony twice isn't? Yeah, no, being a fugitive, man. What does that mean? (laughs) What is he running from? So probably probably the people he's murdered. What's what's Marcus Marcus in jail? Uh, what what do you give that one? I mean, I can't see how this go bad. That's fair, right? I don't see a single red flag here. Okay. Everyone knows that prison rehabilitates people, and you know they learn from their mistakes. Oh, I I didn't fully read this next one. It gets weirdly racial. I think. Um, this is JD twenty seven. I can lift a fully grown horse above my head. I can hold my breath for ten minutes. To settle a wager, I once ate a pound of peanut butter. Oh, F.B. Fuchs, strongest badger poison, and ran a mile in the nude. and cannot feel pain. I can see for two miles unaided by a lens. No man can kill me. I've beaten a man of every race in formal combat. And then he has a list, which I'm not going to read out. No. A medical doctor and two priests have written and signed the document confirming that I have no soul. And his picture seems accurate for all these claims. Is it just him in, like, Nazi regalia? No, it's him. His two eyes are like pointing slightly away from each other. His face looks like the back of a truck, and he <laughs> he seems a little dazed. So how do you how do you rate JD? I hate it, and I don't like him. I think I'd go with the prison guy over this guy. That's fair. All right, bisexual AF all capitals at twenty three, not twenty five all capitals. Two different heart emojis and the lip emoji. Hi, I'm insane in the good way. Speak languages. And been around the world three times. Holla. Hey, remember the last time someone said they were insane in a good way? They fucking tried to, like, kill a person with a peanut allergy. Yeah. Also, speak languages? <laughs> yeah. say that. You have to list how many. No. No, you can't say that. Yeah, you can. I speak like la- No. It's the most factually correct sentence spoken by anyone. Also, this person says they've been around the world three times. Holla. That's untrue. I know the person who... Someone recently won an award for being the youngest person to travel around the world, and they were like 23. This person is also 23. Well, are we talking about visiting every country? No, uh, maybe. Or just going around the fucking world? Because you can do that. That's not hard to do. That's fair. Uh, what do you rate that? I don't like it. I'm Anyone says it... they're insane, 
I'm removing almost every point. I'll give them yeah. a one. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, sarcastic Wino, City Farmer, Cat Lady. I enjoy cooking in the outdoors. I dislike broccoli, celery, shepherd's pie, and opening lines about my tattoos. Tell dudes only because it does matter. Mostly here for free dinners. Stop putting children on your dating profile. It's weird. Canadian flag. Won't message first. I 100% play a drinking game to the stereotypical profiles. My fish pick is better than yours. Scorpio. In Toronto for the night. Oof. It, like, that was a wild ride for me because like I was like, yes, no. Yes, no. <laughs> no, I mean, this seems like too much work for me. The no's far outweighed the yeses, in my opinion. That gets a two. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would agree. And that's that's them for today. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening, friends. Um, we love you, and you're it's very true. special to us. It's also true. If you have a question for us and you would like us to answer it for you, um, or if you have a friend of your wife's that you would like us to sleep with. <laughs> um, you can email us or uh, reach out to us on social media on Facebook. We are FCK buddies podcast on Twitter. We are FCK underscore buddies. Uh, you can email us at F buddies podcast at gmail.com. And you can visit us on the World Wide web at F or plenty of beef.ca. Thank you to Josh Eagle on the Harvest Cities. And first, you're going to have to message us to make to ask which one of your wife's friends we find the most attractive. Yes, of course. Yeah, we're not going to we're not going to sleep with the ones we're not attracted to, even though there's no way of knowing unless they tell us. <laughs> so I'm going to do something a little different this week. I mean, that doesn't mean anything. So far, you've hit me with fucking like squid house porn and Muppet porn. So I feel like everything's different, man. Well, this time. Instead of me reading out the bad sex writing, I'm going to imply the bad sex writing. This is the blurb off a series of books called Making Monster Girls for Science. They call me mad, but I don't see anything wrong with using science to create the perfect monster girl. They call me insane, but I just want to live my life with a harem of beautiful cat girls, bear girls, fox girls, snake girls, and, well, pretty much any type of monster girl. They call me a megalomaniac, but why wouldn't any red-blooded man want to make cute babies with all these beautiful monster girls? They call me evil, but they don't just realize I'd destroy anyone who tries to harm my monster girls. Can you can you taste the bad sex writing? I mean, he's got a point, though. What red-blooded man doesn't want a fox girl? My greatest experiment. The culmination of years of efforts has been a success. I have created the world's first monster girl. This is book two. Okay, so it was by accident, but what should have been the happy ending is merely the beginning. The for forces of the matriarchy will stop at nothing to kill us all if they found out what I've done. Thus, there is only one logical solution. I must topple the matriarchy. To do that, I'm going to need more monster girls. <laughs> Wait, the whole book was him being like, I'm going to do it. And then he's like, it was an accident. How did this happen? I was already a target. But now that I've created a harem of fiercely loyal and beautiful monster girls, the matriarchy <laughs> won't rest until I'm destroyed. But me and my wonderful monster girls won't die down without a fight. We will topple their disgusting system. <laughs> I am so close to triumph I can taste it. Everything is within my grasp. A bevy of scientifically engineered monster girls. The destruction of the matriarchy. Wealth and power beyond reckoning. I just need to make the Duchess mine. For science. I'm assuming the Duchess... It's just a regular woman. Why would you want to go back after having all these beautiful monster girls? 
The Duchess has believed my con, and now she is almost mine. As soon as I make her my monster girl, my coup of this city will begin. Then I will make every aristocrat my monster girl, and rule this place. How old is the person who wrote this? <laughs> I don't know. The art on the front of these is wild. Are they, like, actually published books, or are they, like, ebooks? Uh, They are ebooks. They're actually free <laughs> on Kindle Unlimited right now. What? I may have to buy one, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. You just said they're free. The the reviews are incredible. I'll just read the first line. I love that the Duchess Adina capped her memories when she was transformed into a monster girl. Such a powerful and cruel woman turned into a loving, in subservient one is quite arousing and erotic. Hell yeah. A good read. Still enjoying the series. This is a four a four star review, and the title is Good Read But dot dot dot. Good read, still enjoying the series, but starting to notice things. Main character is literally hoping to have every single monster woman love him? Question mark. So all these men you're freeing are left without a spouse slash mate? That's not equal. Plus he's starting to sound like a bloodthirsty dictator. Less the man of science we once knew. Not sure if what we're seeing is the beginning of a darker aspect of the series, but I'm still hooked, hoping the book keeps getting better. Wait, okay, that's it. It's going to be Game of Thrones kind of thing where the hero becomes the villain? I think... Yes, so it's such an artfully done story. There's no way he's not hinting at, at a deeper... Oh, yeah. No. Do you think this is making this man money? Do you think this is a reflection of his real life right now, where he's like, he's almost powerful enough to take over the matriarchy? And which I, that, I mean, I'm assuming he's either talking about his mother or his female boss at his, like, Joe job. <laughs> I'm, like, he has a lot of reviews, man. I'm assuming. Are we he's... in the wrong game? Yes, 100%. It's, there's always more money. I was about to say there's more money in sex than anything else, but I guess technically we're in the sex game. We just call people's brains stupid. I'm going to finish this off with a Pornhub comment, presumably by the person who wrote these books. It is an eight year old adult. <laughs> um, and they say, quote, What are you doing? That's not my go- gamepad. Quote, Poor gamer. Just wanted to play on the P- PlayStation. But that slut suddenly grabbed his dick. Unbelievable. <laughs> My name is Dave Miller. And I'm Niles Payne. And we have been your fuck buddies. Vote.